and welcome to episode 42 of Hashtag No Filter. Today's guest is Rachel Tenenbaum, and Rachel is a transformational coach, a facilitator, speaker, and she specializes in leadership development and personal development, and she is kind of brilliant. She is super insightful, and the main topic we talk about on today's episode is self-love, or as Rachel puts it, loving of the self. And we talk a lot about that and personal development. We touch on manifestation. Uh, but the real, the main, the main topic is self-love and the importance of it, how we all could really train that muscle a bit more in each of us. And it it's a really great episode, very insightful, a lot of great takeaways, a lot of quotes. Like I told her when we were doing the episode, I'm like, God, I, there are a lot of good quotes in this episode. I need to like, because I like to make Instagram graphics of some of the quotes depending on the episode. And I have like so many I want to make from her. Um, but no, just a really a lot of great information. She's so authentic and real and is really great at what she does. You know, those people who are put on this earth to do something to do to do what they're doing. She was put on this earth to be a coach and to do the work she is doing. And um, I'm really excited to have her on and I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, here is Rachel Tenenbaum and episode 42 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome, Rachel. How are you? I'm fantastic. Delighted to be here with you. Thank you for being here. This, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Like we've talked about it yes. and we have a date and now we're here. So we're drinking <laughs> our Prosecco and your juice. It's a juice situation smoothie. A smoothie, it's like smoothie. it's lunchtime it's a late lunchtime situation <laughs> there's a, it's like a liquid smoothie. situation it's a liquid thing something's going on <laughs> we got that we got sparkling water um okay so first let's start tell everyone who you are a little background synopsis of your life and how you got here today I know okay. that's a loaded kind yeah, of thing yeah it is I mean <laughs> I feel go like for it. that could probably take the entire, the entire time, time. <laughs> um but in brief, I my name is Rachel Tenenbaum, and I am a personal development and leadership development coach, um, speaker, and facilitator. And how did I get here? Um, there's so many ways to answer that, but I would say the shortest but also most real um, answer is that probably about starting six, seven years ago when my father passed, um, it had me look at my life in a very... Um, very serious way. Mm -hmm. Looking at, I was living in New York. I had a great job and everything was quote unquote picture perfect, but I was not happy. Mm -hmm. And it had me really reflect and think about what did I want for my life? Like, God forbid anything were to happen to me, right? How did I want to have lived my life? Mm -hmm. How did I want to live the next year if I only had a year? Yeah. How did I want to live the next 20 years? And knowing that time was precious on a completely different level and knowing where my father was when he passed and how I wanted to be when I passed, um, it really made me take pause. Mm -hmm. um, and in that, I realized, okay, I'm not happy. Is it just because, like, is more money going to make me happy? No. Like, what is it? And it was I wasn't living out certain dreams that I'd always wanted for myself. And I, since I was a kid, like I wanted to be a pediatric oncologist. I wanted, oh. yeah, I wanted to be a child cancer doctor. Wow. You got to get into medicine and into sciences and you got to be okay with dissecting a bunch of animals yeah. if you want that. You didn't like that part. No. Did you go to med school? No, or, or, no, 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 no. no. Did, But okay. just in high school, yeah, like yeah. I just really didn't like that. In I was science like, lab. I guess, like I love <laughs> physics, but that doesn't really help for oncology. Right, right. So, you know. Little things took me off my path, and I had had a business in um, 
jewelry design. And yep. then, you know, with my sister when I was in high school, that was, you know, moderately successful. So like I kind of went the art history path. That's yeah. the intellectual path behind <laughs> like design, right? Yeah. Um, and then I got a master's in the business of art and it just slowly, I wanted to start an art foundation, but then I needed more skills or I just needed more time to know more people. And I slowly deviated from what ultimately the core was just something that would empower people, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be a pediatric, pediatric oncologist really because I wanted to be a doctor that really cared, that could hold a different type of space, that wouldn't just be clinical, that would see the whole person, right? And that's what I get to do today. Yeah. Right? Um, I made a huge pivot. And huge. Because you this was from jewelry. You were working in the jewelry industry. I was industry. working in the jewelry industry for a really big design house. Um, it was a great job. And my soul wasn't satisfied. And now it is. And so um, for a number of reasons, I feel that leadership development is hugely important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not only a domino effect, but a butterfly effect. Yeah. Because um, you're not only impacting the lives of people that work for you, but um, in your own life, but you're, it reverberates out to their families. It reverberates out into how they show up in the world um, in both the positive and the negative ways, right? Yeah. Wherever the leadership falls. Yeah. And I believe that we are all leaders. Right. Um, Even if you are not in a leadership role, you are a leader of yourself. And the moment that you step into that, the moment that you say, I am a leader and I'm a leader of my own life. And how would I lead my life and start asking the hard questions, the more you get to take control. Um, And for me, I don't see it as a control issue, but it's a conscious. It's a consciousness. It's a it's a directedness. Um, And that takes work. Yeah. A lot of work. Uh, It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to look at your reactive tendencies, the things that pop up that get in the way. And And you don't want to, and at least for me, like over the years of like, you know, the self-development journey, which is, I know, till forever, till the day you die, right? Exactly. It's a a constant evolution. It's a journey. But it's hard to see, like, it's hard to admit your flaw. Like, it's hard to admit you're down. What am I trying to say? Like, it's hard to say like, wow, I do need to work on that. Because it makes you feel, for me at least, it's made me, oh shit, I'm, yeah, I do have to deal with that. Absolutely. No. And it's, it's. It's both, so it depends upon the perspective that you're coming from, right? Um, And this leans into part of what we're, you know, what we wanted to chat about today. But when you come from like, oh, I know this is no filter, so I guess yeah, go for it. But like, oh fuck, like oh fuck, like that exists. It's like no, I'd rather just shut that Pandora box because I don't even want to look at it. Yes, would ignore it exactly. You can ignore it, but then it's going to actually rule your life, right? Right. And I love Carl Jung. He has a phenomenal quote. I know that says, "Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate." That's a good one. Yeah. And oh, so, that is good. Yeah. Until you make the unconscious conscious, yeah. it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. Like it's, it's cause I was just about to say it and repeating it back, but it's really, even if you're not consciously thinking about it, it's there and it's going to like almost like nag at you. Right. right. So you think that you close that box yes. and you're not going to deal yes. with it and you're going to put it underneath, you know, the bed. Right. But it's going to impact your dreams. It's going to uh-huh. impact your ways of being. It's always there. Yeah. So whether you admit it or you don't admit it, it's always in the space and it's going to direct your life and you're going to call it fate. It's going to be, it's going to impact and it's just going to be this noise in the background. Um, And so for me, it's okay. Let's, whether you're like, we're looking at leadership development or personal development. I mean, on so many levels, they're synonymous, right? They're very different, but also very synonymous. Yeah. Um, Because if you improve yourself as a leader, you're improving yourself. Of course. Like, you know, vice versa. But if you come from a place where you wholly love yourself, and you say, okay, like, shit's arising. I don't like it. 
It also opens doorways to freedom. Because if you're willing to look and to dive into that, if you're willing to no longer just close the box and pretend like you're closing a box because right. you're not actually closing it, um, you it it points to things that are important to you. It points to things that have held you back in the past. Yeah. It points to um, a realm of possibilities. You right. clear that out of the way. Right. And it it ultimately creates freedom. Right. Um, so sell in terms of self-love which yes is one of the main things we want to talk about and it's such a it's such a hot I don't I hate saying that because it should just be always but right now I feel like it's such a buzz thing like this wellness world right like yeah. I feel like it's a self-love self so why I mean many people there are probably a million answers to this but why is self-love so important and when how if you if you don't feel like you love yourself what are the steps you take like let's just start talking about self-love what what's the why is it so important okay so, and I want to be very clear because I feel like a lot of self-love today is, and is talked about as like self-love, go take a bath when mm -hmm. you need a bath and go get a manicure. And, you know, if we're talking to like women out there, self-care, like, right. exactly. It gets very, very confused. And so I've switched the terminology to love of self. I love that. I love right? that. Um, mm -hmm. You love another, you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for me and how I define it, it is loving yourself as you would love another. Mm -hmm. Loving yourself unconditionally as you would love a partner, and which is why you're able to be with their annoyances. But mm -hmm. more importantly, like loving yourself as you would love a child. Mm -hmm. So I always use this analogy, but when a child is born, and even mm -hmm. before it's born, you're yeah. like you're in love with that child. Yeah. And I say it as if I know, but yes, I, know, exactly. I imagine. <laughs> right. And you and I both, but where I have nephews and Exactly same. You hold that child in your arms for the first time and you just love that mm -hmm. being. Um, you don't know it. You don't know it. You don't know how annoying it's going to be. Right. And, you know, and as, as a mother, like you love it even more, even though you are dealing with it's crying and right. it's pooping everywhere. everywhere. Right. right. And having to clean his diaper all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but you love it. You're not right. waiting to decide and say, hmm, let me see. Do you only poop once a day? And if you only poop <laughs> once a day, and if I only have to clean you up once a day, then I'll love then you. I'll love you. <laughs> right? No, it's an unconditional love. from the start. Exactly. Right. Right. And then when that baby's walking, it's not, oh, you idiot. You can't get up your first time. What's wrong with you? It's right. like, you you stood. That's right. Amazing. Huge. It's right. amazing. Right. Like, oh, my goodness. And you fell. It's okay. And you sit there and you're like, I love you and I'm going to watch That's you. Right. A hundred times and be in awe and amazement. And it's that love that encourages that child to keep trying. Right. But to yourself, you don't say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You, you're like, you you're, idiot. Right. You fell. Right. What's wrong with you? So why, how do, how does that come to be? Because think of it, if we're born with whoever our parent is loving us unconditionally, at what point in life are, does it get murky? Like we're like, where we don't start loving ourselves. Like, why does that happen? Um, or like, and not that you necessarily know that answer. Well, <laughs> but like, why? Like, what? At what point? It happens at day ten thousand. <laughs> no. But I, I mean, sure, it's through. I imagine like the middle school years, the yucky teenage. Like, I don't like. Why does that happen? Why don't we just all love ourselves? So I'm going to answer in the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's complicated. I think it's in part because here's the thing: our parents love us unconditionally. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, and I feel like I'm getting into a little bit of, not dicey, but um, <laughs> not provocative. I'm not sure what the word is I'm looking for. It'll come to me. <laughs> Something that might yeah, ruffle feathers? Exactly. But our parents also have their own issues, mm -hmm. right? And 
I'm like, how, how far do I want to go? I'll, I'll go here. So, and it's an example that I do use. I love my father dearly. Yep. Right. I, he did the very best he could. Um, but he told me, on in a, like one time in an argument that the world was going to make me pay for who I was. Right. Mm. And I was 13 years old, very impressionable. And parents were going through a divorce and he, I don't want to say he made me feel like crap about myself because now where I come from, it's like only I can allow that to happen, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. The words, I can either take them in or yep. not take them in. But at that time when I didn't yeah. know better, right? This person that I loved told me that the world was going to make me pay for who I was. And so there's so many levels to that. One level, the very surface level is, okay, his words had so much power mm-hmm. that I took them on and I made them reality, right? That yeah. was my reality. And so whether I realized it or not, for such a long time, I was always looking at the world to make me pay for any little mistake that I was making. Right. right? And I was always trying to prove that I was good enough. Because that's what you learned. I mean... That's exactly. And then right. on a deeper level, right? Um, which I only took me a while to realize this. Yeah. But that's very likely. I don't get to have this conversation. But based on him and everything I know, it's like, that's probably how he felt about the world. Right. That was his reality. He's projecting. His, proje- his mm-hmm, reality mm-hmm. that the world made him pay for things that he did. Right. When that's not even truth, but it's like somehow also maybe passed yep. down from his mother. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now he's passed it down to me and I've taken that on as my own. Right. right. So do our parent did our parents love us unconditionally? Yes. But did they also have their own stuff that of then we've course. also probably yeah. taken on then, and yep. taken ownership of? Absolutely. And that's when right? it can start. I mean, and that's we're influenced, right? Yeah. And that, and to me, that leads into a big part of personal development in general is teasing apart what belongs to others and what belongs to you. Like as you get to do this work, as you love yourself and you say, okay, I love myself and like coming from this place of love, right? Yeah. We've talked about this, but so often people, I had a friend once who was like, don't you have to get to know yourself first before you love yourself? Mm-hmm. And I say, no, because if you start with love, then you're willing to look. You're willing to look right. in the hard places. Otherwise, you're going to say, that's a reason why I'm not worth loving. That's a reason why I'm not worth right. loving. If you're w- waiting first to decide if you're worth falling in love with, right? So if you come from this place like you would with a child yep. that says, I'm going to love you unconditionally, no matter how you shit yeah. at the age of 30-something right? or like whatever <laughs> right, happens, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is right? I'm going to love you unconditionally. You're then willing to look because it's the same thing when a child's 15 years old and they make a mistake. It's like, hey. You, you messed up. I love you. Let's look at what worked, what didn't mm-hmm. work. Let's learn from that. When we do that to ourselves, it's okay. This stuff isn't working. Let's also look at what belongs to you, what doesn't belong to right. you. It's the choice for me to love myself that enabled me to go even deeper and mm-hmm. say, oh my God, that's like actually not mine. Right. I've been living, I've been living for so long with this unconscious belief that the world was going to make me pay for who I was. Mm. It's like the words were powerful. And I always was like, my father said this like mean thing yeah. to me, but that like rooted into myself. Uh, I'm sure. But that w- not only did it, was it just words that were powerful, but it was also, it was his stuff that I took on his mind. Right. And by being able to be willing to look, I get to clear that out of the way. Yeah. But not at 13. You couldn't do that at 13. No. Right. But no. as you get older, it, as you get older and if you're willing to look, if you're willing you get to, write. to clear away stuff that doesn't belong to you. I see it as like we're born and we're born into these beautiful glass cars. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And 
her light shines brightly. And everybody's mm-hmm. looking at the baby like, they're so yeah. bright and the possibilities <laughs> are endless. <laughs> and this is like, they're going to do whatever they want in the world. Mm-hmm. They're so smart. Three mm-hmm. years old. Have you heard what he's able <laughs> to say and do? Like, so brilliant, right? Um, but as we go through life, okay. both through our own experiences, but also through the fears of others, right? Fears surface. Whether it's our parents, whether it's society, whether it is um, peers and what they've taken on, whether it is mentors, teachers, bosses, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they're driving defensively in fear and throwing shit at our car, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like you've been driving for a really long time, never cleaning the windshields. You now have a thick layer Mm -hmm. on the windshield and it's very difficult to see. Well, how do you even navigate that? It's, how do you get... Uh, you can't. There's like right. cracks and you're right, trying to right, like right, look right, right, the cracks right. and that's how you're operating in life. Yeah. And getting to know yourself and doing that work is, for me, like cleaning that windshield. Right. It's putting on water, loosening up the crap, allowing the buzzards to like just fall out of the way, being able to clear so that you can see clearly, you can move with intention. And it's not an overnight process. I mean, people have to be willing to do the work, right? Yeah, no, it's and, and I think it's a lifetime process. It is right. That's what I was gonna say. Like this isn't. It's no. not like oh, I'm one and done. Like I'll I'll see you one. I'll you know go to you one or two sessions. I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would Your love. Job would be, <laughs> yes, it would be awesome. <laughs> Whether it's with coaching, therapists, psychiatrists, whatever you can't just right. like it's not a one and done thing. No, but I feel like so many people are. I don't want to say opposed to it, but even well, even as someone I know personally. It's very resistant to therapy, to coaching, to why why would someone be resistant to that? Like what because what, it's hard. It's hard, yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. you because we don't talk about first of all, I feel like there's not this premise of teaching people how to love themselves. Yeah. Right. Of you know, I I remember when I was growing up, sometimes my mom talked about the inner child and I was like, mm-hmm. squirming <laughs> in the inner child. But now I get it on a different level of like, okay, really just giving yourself love sitting in it for a moment and it sounds so um not woo woo but sounds so what is the word um kind of and i know what you're saying it's not like it is woo it's not woo woo like um it's very it sounds platitude and like that's something and it's kind of like like, awkward you might feel uncomfortable doing it yeah exactly because we're also not taught to love ourselves right? right and it's willing to sit with the uncomfortable which right. is not easy. No. And I mean, we set up our lives to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. We set up our lives in a very, and especially in the society to be comfortable. Yep. Um, and there are little voices inside our head, which, you know, um, not everybody's aware of, but like we have a lot of voices. You have your mother's <laughs> voice. You have the, oh, you should be doing this voice. Yep, you have yep. the, like the rebel voice. It's All like, the voices. fuck this shit. I, you know, so how do you know her. what to listen to? Right. Because you notice that they're voices and right, you right. just you start to name them and you start to look at them and they become players instead of they are you. Right. 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 When they are you, then you listen to them and you're like, well, this is what my mind's saying. So it must be right. And the you is the gut. Like you're, is that kind of when you say that, like that's what you should be trusting and listening to. Exactly. And it's the, it's when you get, when you're able to train yourself or get trained, it's connecting to yourself on it. Like I see it as, um, there's a great metaphor that's used in um, some methods of meditation where like you're on the ocean and there's like all the noise on the top of the yeah. ocean, but at the very bottom of the ocean and where it's like super still and quiet, right? All the noise can still be yeah, going on, yeah, yeah. but you're not, you're not impacted by it because you're in the bottom of the ocean. Right. If you're always operating on the surface, right. it's really hard to not be taken yeah. by all of the, the different um, jet skis and right. the boats, waves, the boats, the waves right, right, and everything right. that's going on. But if you, 
are able to dive just a little bit deeper, right? And when you are, I'm not going to say if you are, yeah. right? Because it just, it takes practice and it takes some work. But anyone's capable. Anyone can do it. Anyone's capable. When you take the time and when you mm-hmm. learn to go a bit deeper, to get connected to yourself on a much deeper level, it means like also physically aware of your body. Noticing, right. okay, this is happening to my chest or this is happening. Body awareness is a huge part of this. But when you get connected to yourself on a deeper level, you can find stillness and quiet. And yeah. it doesn't mean the answer comes right away. Uh, it right. doesn't mean, you know, you, you know, there's a big predicament in my life right now that has just surfaced. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know the answer, but I'm but also, eventually it'll come. Yeah. Right. And I'm also like, but I'm okay with that. I don't have to figure it out right now. Right. I don't have to be with all the noise around it. I can just sit and wait and see what unfolds. Right. And then, and then let, the, but like when people say, you'll know, you'll just know, you'll know your gut instinct, you'll know is, do you, do you believe that? Like you will just know when the answer comes or it'll just feel a certain way. Yes. And I feel that, um, it's like, I have a resistance to that because I feel like I'm, I'm also thinking of like listeners out there yeah. who are like, well, okay. That sounds great. It's like, it's like yeah. dating people will be yeah. like, Oh, you know, when you're not looking for it, it it'll just happen. Blah, blah, and it's, blah, like, right, right. it's like, yeah. And I haven't been looking for it forever and it hasn't, you know, it's, but yes, in, um, for lack of a better term, yeah, you will know because you also trust and love yourself and you're also right. okay with if you try something and it doesn't work, that's also that's okay. okay. Right. You're not, life isn't about right and wrong decisions. Right. We're on a massive journey forever, forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just noticing your responses to things. And you might take a step and say, hmm, I tried that step. That isn't actually what I thought was the response. Now that I've gotten that response, do I want to keep heading down that path or right. do I not? And you might check in. It, you don't have to have the full answer. Right. But life is constant decision. I mean, you're just there's constantly going to be decisions. And some might not be the right ones in quotes or right. wrong. But right. if, you're, if you have done the work to connect mm-hmm. to yourself, if you've done the work to connect to your values, mm-hmm. right, to what's important to you, if you love yourself throughout the entire process, right. you can make a mistake, like we said. Right. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. Sometimes it's better, right? Sometimes it ends up for the best. I make mistakes all the time. Yes. And <laughs> like all the time. And I learn from them. Right. Right. And it can be the most well-intentioned, right. but I learn more about how to operate. It helps me navigate even further. It's right. like, becomes a pivot point instead. It's like, yes. okay, I didn't know where to go, but I did something and now I know not that direction, right. now this one. Right, almost, it may, maybe will give you more clarity, right? Exactly. So if someone is just starting out, let's say, on this loving of yourself, loving yourself journey, and maybe they haven't been to, you know, haven't worked with a coach, haven't worked with a therapist, can you give like a, how can they start? Like, is it meditation? Like, do you have any like tips you could give right now? Or is it, re- it's a process. I mean, it, it depends it's a, on the person. No, I would say yes, both. Yes to both. I'd say, um, meditation is a great place to yeah. start. And, and we have, you know, that requires talking a little bit about meditation because people are like, I'm bad at meditation. Uh-huh. Like I just can't meditate or my mind's too busy. I had a guy friend. I, I was in Russia with a couple guy friends and, um, very smart guy. He was like, no, not for me. Tried it. <laughs> I my mind just too active to meditate, oh. and I was like, "Yep, that's like saying that you're too dirty to take a shower." So did he end up meditating? He's chewing on it. I don't ah. know if he's meditating we'll or not. I'll see him. him. <laughs> yeah, I'll actually see him next week. So we'll we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Um. But it's you know. Um. And I and I stole that line from something someplace else. Yeah. But it is so true because it is 
all of that noise, right? It's meditation is the ability to quiet the mind to we, so that we can find that sense of stillness. It's never quiet, right? I was going to say, yeah, yeah. People think that like, I'm supposed to find empty space and not think. No, it's you're meditating. You're listening to, you're either connected to a visualization or you're listening to the words coming out of somebody's mouth or you're focusing on your breath right. or you're focusing on a mantra and then your mind wanders. And that's okay. And you go to a grocery list or conversation <laughs> yeah. or a like, that would have been a really good argument or like an Einstein moment. Right. And then that's the second stage. The third stage is you're, there's something that says, oh, fuck, I'm not meditating. Right. And right. then that fourth stage is the actively pulling your brain back to the mm-hmm. present moment. And that's the work. And every time you come back right. to the present moment, A, you come back to a focused place, right? You clear away the clutter. Yeah. Even if it's for half of a second, right. that's huge. It's so huge when you're driving on the freeways in Houston mm-hmm. or in New York or any place mm-hmm. else and somebody sideswipes you, you can either be caught up in the rage yep. or you can come back to the present moment so that you avoid the next car that swerves into your lane. Right. 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 Um, so it's about, it's, it's, it's not about, yes, it's about quieting the mind, but it's not about not thinking about other things. In fact, it's good if you do because then the work isn't pulling yourself back. Pulling so it's not that you can't, like, you right. can't freak out if it. Exactly. It's not this rigid process, right? It's, it's not, just right. a, it's an, it's, and it's the same thing. It's like you made a mistake. Oh, okay, that happened. Now let's learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. It's training to be not taken right. by everything. Um, so I have a meditation. I have different meditations that I do, but I have a meditation that I did. We'll use the one that I used with a client today. Yeah. And just guiding them through first connecting to their heart and visualizing a flame at the very base of the heart. And with every breath, taking a deep inhale, a nice long exhale. With every breath, slowly just watching that flame grow and expand. Right. And just connecting to that and watching to, that. Like you gave him a focal point. You gave, gave him something him to focus point. on. Right. Right. And it was just that light that was within and um what came out of that was all the noise died away all of the insecurity all the rest of it really just seemed like noise yeah because that's all it is right um and compassion right there's all this talk about self-compassion but really when you're compassionate towards another like what would you say so then turning that on yourself Mm -hmm. what would you say to yourself I, I, this is out there in such a big way, but treating yourself truly mm-hmm. as you would treat a best friend. Yeah. But at another level, you can't truly treat a best friend with pure love if you're not purely loving yourself. Right. Because that when they sense. do something that you wouldn't like, that you would do, right? If you have yep. some sort of thing that you don't like within you and they do it, yep. you're going to react really strongly to it. Right. And you're going to shut down. Right. Or with a lover, same thing with anybody or with an employee. Yeah. Right. If they are making a lot of noise in the office and you used to make a lot of noise and that just used to bother you and like, what's wrong? They're just so inconsiderate and they're not Mm self-aware. It's okay. Like you can either be really irritated and react to it or you can have compassion and be like, okay, they're not aware. And if they're not aware and if you have compassion for them, you're going to say, hey, I just want to let you know. Are you like able to really come yeah. from a place of love? It doesn't mean it doesn't, you don't look at it. You don't change it. Same thing with yourself. Yeah. 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 But with yourself, like, and this is an example for me because I used to make a lot of noise and not realize it in the office. My yeah. boss used to like really <laughs> right. angry with me. Right. And whenever I made a noise, I would be like, oh, I fucked up again. Or like, oh. oh my God. Versus like, okay, hey, what's going on? I've got a lot going on right now. I'm not focused. I'm focused on something else. Right. And I'm just running around like a chicken with her head cut off. 
But the way you would react to yourself is not necessarily how you'd react to a friend or like you wouldn't yell at your friend probably, right? Like, are you like, no, but you would feel that agitation in your body and that's still going to have, that's going to be that like unconscious, that response to how you're acting towards somebody else. Right. Right. It's still, it becomes a dirty filter. Yeah. 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 Right. It's a dirty filter through which we, we engage in the world. Yeah. And if you do the work to clear, to know, it's like, oh, hey, I get really triggered by it. You might even just be able to say, hey, you know, I've noticed I get really triggered by this. Just noticing it. Exactly. And, right. Being aware. Yeah. So, you know, to your to what you just said, I would say key things are just noticing, like noticing, noticing, noticing what triggers you and not making it wrong. Right. And just being like, OK, I wonder what that's about. Like curiosity. Right. Right. Because I had a friend, actually, very. This is a very recent example. I had a friend who stuff went on, whatever, and the way she didn't like how she reacted to something that happened, and not with me. Just she was telling me the story, and she's like, and I was like, but it's okay, you know. I was t- talking her, talking to her about it, and she's like, but I'm just mad at myself. Like, why did I let X, Y, and Z happen? Like, how did, how do you, how do you change that mindset? Like. What is it like? Look, it's in the past. Don't worry. I, I mean, how, you know, she was like beating herself up. Right. Exactly. And that's not loving herself. Right? right. So instead I would have said to her like, Hey, like that really upset you. Like, let's just for a second be with the fact that like it didn't feel good to you. Right. Right. Like give space to it and then say, what was, what was it like understanding? Like what right. was it that triggered you? Right. And understanding all the elements around it, right. being willing to look because when you get mad, mm-hmm. it's a, it's from a levels of consciousness. So yep. there's like hopelessness is at the very bottom where you're like in bed, you can't get out yeah, of bed, you can't yeah. see. It's like you're underneath the covers. Then there's fear and it's mm-hmm. like you're looking out underneath the covers. There's a little more energy there, yeah. right? But like, you're like, <gasps> right? There's more energy and fear and then there's anger and it's like resistance, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's, again, it's, you can't see fully. Above that is courage. Right. Like the courage to say, hey, like, that's not okay. I don't like this to stand for what you want. Right. Right. Maybe there was something where she didn't take a stand for what she wanted. Right. And so instead she got angry and then got angry at herself right. for how she responded. T- right. And then she's stuck in the cycle mm-hmm. and just blaming herself instead of looking at the real thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because anger becomes something that just becomes a distraction. Got it. Right. Right. And saying, okay, that happened. Like, what would a compassionate person do? What would you say to somebody else? What would you, um, like, and in, in, is it just, it's okay. Like you, it, you. It is we, okay. And allowing them to accept, right? And like, yeah. I can't say what I would say because I'm not with that person. Right, 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 moment, right. right. And every, every situation, situation yeah. is different. But helping them find compassion and mm-hmm. then being able to look both at, okay, what are other ways? Like what didn't work? What would you have done differently? What would have been a more engaged way right. of responding in that situation mm-hmm. that would have honored you? Like, Clearly, some values weren't honored, or clearly right. something happened, right? Um, that felt out of alignment, and then there was a reactive tendency. Yep. yep. And now you've started a cycle. And so, so pulling out of the cycle, and then looking at the whole picture, right? And going forward, like if something similar were to happen, you have that awareness, right? Exactly. And it should, but it it takes time. I mean, I imagine it takes time. It ta- and it's it, building and, a muscle. Yeah, it's building a muscle. Right. Right. It's right. building a muscle, and then it's going to happen again. And then you can either be like what's wrong with yeah. me? Or you can be like, that's annoying. That happened again. And when you go into what's wrong with me, you literally shut down. Your amygdala right. has gone off. You don't have the prefrontal cortex. You don't have access to the rest of your brain to really um, harness and build new neural pathways and new ways of doing things and new ways of looking at things. Right. If that prefrontal cortex is off, if you're in anger, right, you're just, you're blocking yourself off. 
So you really like, it, is this the same thing as, or similar to, um, I'm trying to think, I don't have any specific example, but if you're sad over something or you're, you're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a heartbreak, let's say, is it, do you say like, allow yourself to feel it? Like, don't Absolutely. push it under the rug. Do not feel it, cry, like do all the things, right? Like, well, and in a very, in a very, I'm going to say also conscious way, like very, um, intentional way. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to use a small, similar example. Yeah. I was a couple of years ago, I had taken some time off, like an, a day off of work. And that was a big deal for me. <laughs> it's like some time. It's a day. <laughs> took a day off. And so then I took the weekend off. I took a long weekend. Right, right, right. And, um, it was like really when I was closer to starting. Yeah. And, um, so I was like really cared about every dollar mm-hmm. that I was spending. And I went, I mean, I still do, but I went to out of town and I rented a place to be by the water because I my soul needed to be in nature mm-hmm. and I just knew that I knew that knew I needed a reset. I'm sitting by the water, and I'm so freaking anxious. Uh. And then I'm like, "What is wrong with me?" And I start beating myself up. I'm like, "What's wrong with you? You've taken this time uh. to be in nature, and like all you can do is sit here and be anxious. Uh. Like, what's wrong with you? Do you need to go be checked by a doctor? Oh my like, God. like spiraling out." And then it hit me, and it was like, "Maybe I just need to sit with my anxiousness." And that's okay. Okay. So it's like, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to make it okay to be anxious right now. So what would I do if I were coaching somebody? I'd say, feel the anxiousness. So it's like, okay, where do I feel in my body? Hmm. Okay, I feel it all over, but I feel it really in my chest and I feel it in my arms. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to open my arms to this anxiousness as if I were wanting to envelop it in a hug, but just give it the space, mm-hmm. this open, not squeezing hug, but just this open hug this open space and just allow it to be and just see what happens. And I really just, I chose to dive into it. Wow. And it just, it shifted. Did it go away? I mean, yeah, it dissipated. That's crazy. And it's something, again, I still have to remind myself of Right. It, it's not right? like automatically. Like years later, right. but that, that react that response time like shortens right sort of like that meditation like the more that you pull yourself back yeah. to the present moment the quicker or the shorter the span is between your mind wandering and coming back it's like okay you know now i'm aware oh, okay i'm really aware of where i feel anxiousness in my body mm-hmm. and for the most part i feel it again okay just be with it what is this wanting to tell me what is this covering up what feelings is this covering up what else what information is here mm-hmm and not having to make it a whole thing. Right. Just be with it. You were, you just be with it. That's right. kind of, you have yeah. to, you and can't if, push it away. It'll get worse, right? It's going to be like a little baby or a little, I don't know, kid. that's like, pay attention to me. <laughs> pay attention to me. It's like, knock, knock, pay attention. You're not paying attention to me. But, pay attention <laughs> to me. I'm going to have a temper tantrum now. <laughs> like that's literally what would happen. Like, that, that literally is what Right? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. don't want to pay attention to heartbreak and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go and drink a lot. And then all of a sudden you have this like massive yeah, breakdown. Yeah. But it's you know, you, you haven't even paid attention, or you're right. gonna go and date somebody else that isn't right for you either because right. you haven't been with like the heartbreak of you it. You haven't all. felt you're it, you haven't to cover it up. Right. Or you're gonna go, you know, there's so many different ways that people numb out yep. from the feelings. Yep. And Look, that's okay. That, again, is a comfortable, easy way of doing things. But if you're, we're talking about people that want more for their lives, that want to live the most abundant life, right. that where they're really being leaders in their life, you can't do that. 
You can't. You can't. And it just won't get you anywhere. It won't get you anything that you actually want. It feels easy at first to just ignore it. It's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. And it's... But it's it's a Band-Aid from the sense that, like, that Band-Aid won't actually heal, right? Because, right. like, some Band-Aids can heal. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> right. But it won't heal. It's not going to actually heal. And it, and that, and that and also there's no means, shortcut to that. Oh, exactly. Right. Like, you sat and felt. But it also means having the hard conversations, right? And doing, like, it would be a lot easier not have that conversation. It'd be a the, lot easier But not then to. what? Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. So it's really – I love that. I love how you – I wonder if that – now I'm, like, thinking about myself. I'm, like, when I fly, if such an issue is flying, I wonder if I just felt the anxiety. Would it just go away? Like, would I – you know? <laughs> just be with it and let right. it be okay. And it might grow, right? It, right, right. it's, like, okay, now it has space. And – but it's not resisting. It's that resistance to it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's just, like, okay, I'm going to just feel what it feels like in my body right now. I'm just right. going to be present to it. I'm not going to, like, the – okay – I'm feeling the anxiety. What if the plane goes down? Then what? Right. If the, the, like, that's that's going into the story about it. Yeah, that's yeah. a completely yeah. different thing. Yeah, like feeling the, the heartbreak is like feeling the pain. Not woe is me. Like, and I don't mean woe is me. Yeah, right? yeah. but it's not. I'm never going to be able to find anybody right. else. Like, it's that's the story. going again into the story. Right. Um, which that might feel real, but right. that is a story. Like, you'll very likely find somebody else, yeah. and if you don't. You can still have an incredible life. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you've done the work to love yourself because right. so that's what it is. That's exactly. number one. And it's like we want that so much from yeah. the rest of the world. We're looking for the world to love our love us, but we refuse to, to give that birth, right. to ourselves. And, and before you, just, you do that, until you do that. And if you just give that to yourself, then you love yourself enough to say, Oh no, wait a minute, this is not the right partner for me. I'm not going to just marry somebody to be a Band-Aid because they're giving me the attention right, right. now. Right, and it's because like, I don't want to be alone. Exactly. Right. You're right. you're marrying somebody because you love yourself and they add to your life. They right. enhance. They, they enhance. are a great partner. They're an amazing fit. You're not creating a codependent relationship. Yeah. Which is fine, you know, if, um, yeah. if that's what you want. If that's but what you again, want, right. we're talking about you know, people who really want more, who want to excel. And, yes. And I, it's more than just excel, right? Because this is not, this is about, for me, this is about tasting all the flavors, mm-hmm. um, you know, discovering all the incredible fruits that you didn't know existed in life and all. Right. It, I see it as a kid, you know, those children, I've seen these amazing, yeah. like they're tear jerking um, YouTube videos yeah. of kids that are colorblind and then they're given these glasses and they can see for the first time. Oh. And it's like their entire lives I mean, have been a mutated couple of colors and now they can actually see, see and like had experienced the world like that. And like, it's ugh. just so rich. Yeah. And it's they're just they're crying. And for me, that's what I want and that's what I fight for for right. everybody right. is there's so many more colors. There's right. so much more richness. And I have a friend who says to me, like, don't you ever get tired of doing the work? Uh, you, I don't think you don't get tired. I don't. I mean, it, it's hard. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I want to say yes. And I used to, like, I remember once I went to a psychic. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> we all have. And she's like, oh, this year is going to be a hard year for you. And you're going to have a lot of warning. And my response is, well, screw you. I've already had a hard year. <laughs> I've already had a lot of warning. When am I going to just get to be? Right. And now it's, no, we're always growing. If right. You have to be. It's the same. Like our cells are always changing. We're always changing. Our desires are always changing. Yep. And as we get to know ourselves and love ourselves through that process, then we 
get to experience so much more and it becomes richer and more yes. beautiful. Yes. And, and everyone wants, uh, and maybe not everyone, but I, you just, you want the most fulfilling, you want to have the most fulfilling, abundant life, right? right. Like that's the goal here. That is the goal. And, <laughs> yeah. but it doesn't just get handed to you on a no, platter. No. And Although as, as lovely as that, that would, would be. be. <laughs> yes. In a lot of plays, but then there's also the fun in it. And, and the learning. There's and the, the beauty of watching yourself yeah. evolve and noticing, you know, like I almost was late today, right? <laughs> <laughs> and because I got boxed in by but like a literally car. you should see the picture I I don't understand how that I have no idea how the car got so close to mine it was literally kissing my car literally. but that didn't scratch it it was this massive suburban and I had to go find out who the owner yeah. was and have it moved but you know in the past you know maybe five years ago I would have been really anxious yeah like yeah. oh my god I'm gonna be late and I just feel bad and like right. we've tried forever to like right. schedule this right. and just like huh this is funny this is annoying what an idiot. What an idiot. Who right. parks like that? And like, and in the past, it would have been like, okay, maybe if I like, if I get into the other side of the car, yeah. I can move my own car. But then I would have – there's no way that I could have pulled out from write, that because right. he bo- literally boxed me in. And I would have tried to squeeze out and I, I would have been anxious, yeah. Yeah. right? And instead, it's like, okay, who do I find? Right. How do I get this fixed? And-, and we got it moved. And I was like, okay. By the way, I might be a couple of minutes late, right. but Big I'm on deal. my way. Right, and exactly. I have a really Easy funny video reason. to show you. <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> right? I feel like it should be posted on YouTube. Like, we're all breathless. Is it going to scratch the Is car? Is it going to scratch the like, car? How, how did not? How did she, like, but did she not? they didn't scratch it. <laughs> didn't scratch it. <laughs> no, exactly. I was like, I'll just deal with it. And so I'm just, I have much more capacity, right? Yeah. And I would have arrived here harried, even if, you right, know, I had right. gotten it solved and that wouldn't have done any good. Right. So um, it's, it's kind of, but it, but that didn't happen overnight. That, Cause you said a few years no. ago, you would have reacted differently. If, right. Yeah, right. exactly. And, um, I, you know, it would have been like, Oh my God. Right. And now it's like, um, okay. And now it's like, hmm, now I get to see the humor in it. Right. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like, it's a shift in your perspective, right. your exactly. attitude. I mean, and then I get into, instead of like, he's an asshole. It's like, hmm, I also wonder like, what's going on for him in life? Like, that right. must be really hard where yeah. he, because, you know, to share with the viewers, he didn't actually come move his car. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> else moved his car for him. And he was too busy. I, as we were walking down and he was in a physical therapy appointment and one of the f- people who ran the physical therapy office was going to move his car. And I'm like, I don't know that you want to be responsible for maybe dinging my car. And sh- her response was, yeah, he's, he wouldn't care not that like he wouldn't right he, but it's more like it was a, it's it wasn't like, that he wouldn't care if, he, if she dinked my car it's like he wouldn't he was like i'm not either way he doesn't he doesn't care that he pulled in that close to he, me he, he doesn't, doesn't give a shit right he, and and for me i no longer go to what an ass i go to hmm there's some stuff for him going on like having compassion having compassion for, for him yeah. it doesn't mean it's okay it doesn't no, mean that not. i wouldn't go after him you know if he had dinged my right, car right right I would do whatever I needed but to do. But having some compassion. But just having some compassion, well, which just makes the conversation right. and the process easier, not just in general, but also on me. On you. Yeah, on, the, on you. I mean, it's like when you have a, like a rude, you know, it was recently I was at Starbucks and the, the person, usually they're so lovely at the Starbucks I go to, and they were a nightmare. Like rude, angry, and I, yeah. I, I, I like kindness is so important I feel and just be kind yeah. and they weren't but then after I left because at first I'm like what the fuck like what is your problem and I left and I'm thinking 
they might just be having a really bad day. Like I have compassion yeah. for them. They must have something might have happened in their life that you know, and you don't know. And, and in the meantime, the only one that's really impacted by that is right. you, right. who's frustrated and who's being like, "What would right. idiot?" And then you're like, "It's okay for the rest yeah. of the day." And like then you then reverberate that out into the world. Uh-huh. Exactly. Or if you have compassion, right? as you like learn to have compassion for yep. yourself in yep. those moments, you can have compassion for somebody else. Exactly. And then you can say, okay, and now you're no longer um, continuing that cycle. Yeah. And yeah. your day's a whole hell of a lot better. Oh, more, exactly. And, and far more clear. Yeah, exactly. Um, before, so I, oh, before we do this rapid fire round, which I do at the end of every podcast, okay. which is like the fun questions yeah. before that, I want to ask you something. I know it's not like totally on the, um, loving yourself and all of that, but it's just something I firmly believe in. And I've believed in more and more. Do you believe in the power of manifestation and manifesting, like putting it out into the world? Are you a firm believer in that? Yes. And I can't say that I, and then you reminded me of something that I want to touch on really yeah. quickly, which is what, like why it's so important to love yourself, um, on a different level. Yeah. But so I'm just bookmarking Bookmarking. Yep. Yes. (laughs) And we're coming back to manifestation, right? And to answering that question, it's something that for a very long time I kind of played with. Yeah. Like, when does it work? When does it not work? When is it coincidence? When is it, you know, and how do I do this? And I came from it instead of like, I believe in it or I don't. It was a curiosity. like. But putting it out there. But putting it out there. And so I used to actually do this a lot with um, the trains in New York. Mm-hmm. And I would say, okay, I'm going to stand on this platform and the doors are going to stop right in front of me. Ah. And that's how I used to play with it. And I would go through periods, especially when I felt more grounded yeah. and just not anxious, but just more grounded where I could go for an entire week five times a day, and the trains would just stop right in front of me. Shut up. I don't know what the probability of that right, is. Right. Like, I'd really like to calculate what the probability right, of that right. is. Like, I can ca- like, there's the probability of your being born, right, and how crazy that is. Like, I'd like to create right. the probability. Like, the probability of the doors opening up in front of you one time But, is, I mean, isn't is that interesting? Rare. But, like, I, then, I do, But I do believe in what you put out there. So, I, I do. And I was just, and it was, it's so crazy. I was just in, um, I was just on a trip with a bunch of girlfriends and so many places we were told we wouldn't be able to get into. And we were just like, we're not, it wasn't a, okay, we're going to get into it. It was like, okay, we're just going to put out there that it's going to somehow work out. We drive to this place and, you know, as, as told, we get there, we send two of the four girls in and, um, Normally it would have been two different girls, but for some reason it was these two girls yeah. that went in. And, you know, first they're told, yep, you have to consume $60 a person each to be here. And there's four of us. Right. So that would have been $240 worth of stuff. Um, and two minutes later, they're like having the conversation. We're in Tulum. One of the girls is standing there and this guy walks up who works there and is like, oh my God, Karina, what are you doing here? Someone like they actually knew each other. They actually knew each other. You're wanting to, you're going to pet and you're not paying to come in Shut here. Up. Like, come, we're going to give you the best seats on the beach. Like, let, we're going to take care of you. Oh like, my he, God. He, like, he's like, oh, and I like work at all these places. They have not seen each other since high school. Oh my God. And that would have just been one coincidence, but we kept having like and kind coincidences throughout the entire trip. Are you serious? So it's just, 
you know, when we continue to play and put these things out there, and I feel like it's, I'm not, I'm not an expert on how to yeah. manifest, right? It, this is something that, again, I feel like I, I, I play with, right? Right, right. Um, but the, like, and I encourage people to play with it, right? It's a, you can't come from an anxious place. You can't come from right. like, I need this. And no expecta- having no expectations is yeah, important or, like, or just It's playing. no expectations. Just, it's just like a, hmm. Like when I pulled in today, I was like, there's going to be an easy parking spot. And there was. There was? Because sometimes it was not here. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and it was like, it was super easy. And I was like, it's, so it's, and I was like, and I also just put in the midst of everything that was going on. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to still get there on time. And yeah. I did. I actually yeah. got here at 228. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And like sat in the car for a second and then, you know. And then went in. Yeah. Came in. I mean, um, so, it, so it, it's not, yeah, it's not like a not believer, but it's just, you play with it. You stay curious about it. Yeah. And, and I would say there's a, you like buy in, like just why not believe? Why not? Why not? Why, right. Why not? Like, what do you have to lose? Right. Like create the mood board if you want. Exactly. Create the, why not? And it, it is so crazy because, um, it doesn't mean that like you just, yeah, create the mood board, like put it out there, visualize it because then you start thinking about, Oh, how, how can I create that? Cause yes. there's a part where you are a co-creator in it. And there's a part where, yeah, the universe just Wow, the, the Tulum, that's crazy. Okay. It's, and then there is more, but yeah. Go, I want, I don't want you to forget the bookmarking of Thank self love, whatever you're so going to say. So here's what I'll have to say. Um, part of why it's so important to do this work isn't just because we want more for ourselves. Right. It's also because we want more for our kids. Mm. Even if we don't have kids. You're Even just, if we don't have kids, right? But we want more for the world around us. For the, right. 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 And if you don't do the work, then you're going to be another person that is operating in the world. And I don't mean this in like a shaming way, right? No. But just like know that you're operating the world through a dirty filter. Mm. And as you're driving, some of the crap is going to stick onto other people's cars. Mm-hmm. And just like my father didn't know, mm-hmm. right? Um, he had no, like that was his reality. Yep. He didn't realize that that was a belief he had that he didn't need to right. put on me. You know, when we do that, we get to know, okay, what's ours, what's not ours. And yeah, we might still screw up our kids or, you know, other right. people, but we can also then go back and take ownership and say, you know that exactly. thing? I really shouldn't have said that. And I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. It's self-awareness, right? It's being... I messed up this weekend with a friend and I got triggered around something and yeah. came over and I was like, hey, is everything okay? And I was just like, kind of put, like, you know, pushed her away. Yeah. I had to go back and say, hey, like, first of all, yeah, you were being really annoying. Yeah. Drunk. And right, whatever. right, right. And and I don't like how I responded to that. Mm-hmm. And instead of just, what's wrong with me? She's not going to like me. Right. Or like I've ruined our friendship. Or like going into some spiral yeah. of what's wrong with me. Just, hey, I'm human. I yeah. had a reaction. What were the elements that caused me to react that way? Right. I was able to look at it. And then I was also able to articulate that to her and say, mm-hmm. hey, these are the other things that were going on in the background. Mm-hmm. This was the noise. It doesn't make it okay. I don't yep. mean it as an excuse. It's something for me to look at. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, like this is what, not like I'd like you to take ownership of her, but like this is what I wasn't okay with. Yeah. And I'm really sorry because yeah. my sort of pushing you away must not have felt good. See, I love, it's just and it's I love communicating you. and being exactly. honest in a way. And I love you and I care about you and... No one deserves to feel that way. And it was all fine. I mean. Oh, yeah. And like, like nothing. I, well, now yeah. we're closer. Now we love right, each other. Right, right, it's right, like, right, But it could have created. Yes. Because she was really pissed off at me the next day. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, 
but being willing to have that conversation and have compassion for myself, mm-hmm. have compassion for her. And, but otherwise, if I hadn't, if I haven't done the work to love myself, I wouldn't have been able to, and to look at my own stuff. Yeah. I would have just been like, you wouldn't have seen I would have just no. been like, she's a no, she, right. I can't believe that she behaved that right. way. And totally I had, I'm totally right. right in all the reasons why I pushed yep. her away and end of story. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's you have such good story, like stories to back everything up. So it just paints a clearer picture of it all. It <laughs> experience. Uh, life. Well, I don't know. I like, I think I live every uh, moment is looking you know, I do. The, it is the, my job, right? Like this yes, is what I do yes, with my yes. clients. So I have to do the work myself. Right. Um, and I really love all of these moments, no matter how hard they yeah. are, because it's so fun to watch myself grow, to notice yeah. how I ha- was able to have that conversation. Right. And oh create, gosh, you know, and create a different type of relationship. Yes. And that's, that is what matters. I want That's richer relationships. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and I also don't want somebody feeling, feeling inadequate mm-hmm. or feeling like I, you know, it's just, um, feeling like I felt a certain way about them when that's not the case. When that's right? exactly. Or that I had a different intention than I did yeah. or making assumptions. I just always want to clear the space as much as possible. Yeah. But it all, and it all comes down to loving yourself, yes. right? That's- it's foundational. And when I do leadership work, it's something that I tell all clients, um, and, you know, it. no matter who you are, whether you're CEO of a company, mm-hmm. if you're, you might have like done some great work to get to where you mm-hmm. are, but mm-hmm. your potential is so far beyond that. And if you don't love yourself, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. how you are to others, right? It's, it's going to keep you small or it's going to yeah. have you lose the company or it's going to have, it's going to have such a reverberated impact. Yep. And when you do look at the reactive tendencies and make that those okay and just be like okay this is this is here for some reason right let's look at it let's look at what works let's look at what doesn't work let's look at what like i can start to shift and change and just be aware of know that this is a process it won't change overnight it takes patience Mm -hmm. right and love and love is patient exactly exactly but it is doing the work yeah love isn't i need this tomorrow now right love is like okay i'm here Always. Right. Exactly. I love, I love that. <laughs> love, love. I love that. Before we fully wrap up, yeah. there's so many, there's so much goodness in this, in this episode. Aww. I feel like there's so many things like for episodes, I try to make like, you know, a quote or thing. I feel like there's so many good pieces, like so many nuggets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to make multiples anyway. Okay. Before we wrap up though, first thing that comes to your mind, if someone played you in a movie, who would it be? Somebody played me in a movie. Oh, I'm so bad with this. Ah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, or someone who either actors. maybe people think you look like or your aura, uh, you know, who could so, do a good job playing Okay. You. I've been told since growing up, I don't know if this is the case anymore. Um, ooh, who else have I been told? I've been told Jennifer um, Aniston yeah. before like, your growing hair. up. Your hair. And, and yeah, your face, but like yeah. since I was a kid, since like yeah, yeah, friends. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and then there was That's another funny. one. That's funny. Someone had my podcast before was also told that as That's well. That's so That's funny. funny. I, there's another one, but I can't remember who, and I liked the other one. I like the idea of Jennifer Oh, you know who, you know who, um, who I was told recently, and I took it as like the, I love this compliment. Yeah. Um, New York Shore with the Jewish girl who's a comedian. Um, Wait, who? Which, New York, the new New York show. New York show, the with comedian. The, the woman that's a comedian. She's like growing up in the, like in the 1950s. Oh, Maisel? Yes. Mrs. Maisel. I, Mrs. Mrs. Maisel. I still haven't watched it. Some, oh my goodness. Somebody told me that I remind, um, I remind them of, I remind them of her. <gasps> oh wait, well now I have to go, now I have to go watch it. Oh, that's cool. Okay. The way that they said it was very sweet. It's like, oh, you're, 
this attractive person that's going to stand on stage and you don't really know what she, she's going to have anything to say. That's, and then she starts speaking and then like everything that comes out of your out. mouth. And I was, you know, is for her is either funny or true or just Whatever, on target. Right. And I was like, I will take that. That's great. Okay. I love that. So if one of those people played you in the movie, what you don't have to either, what would the title be or what would the premise be of it? Um, I would say it's a combination between, um, loving yourself. Yeah. Right. And like the journey and all the, freaking hysterical yeah, things that yeah. happen along the way. Like right? it would be like, funny and it would and, be funny. Yeah. yeah, it would be funny because you have to have humor. You have in all to. This, how do you get through right? if you're not laughing? Exactly. Like, do do? And so it yeah. would be it 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 would be a comedy. I like it. But yes. That could be a good movie. Okay. Um if you could have drinks or breakfast or something with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Um I have so many answers to that. Yeah. Uh, it depends. There is um, the first person to me, because I was talking about this book earlier today, there's a guy, Don Miguel Ruiz, who um, wrote The Four Agreements, which I just think is a really mm-hmm. powerful book uh, that everybody should read. It's mystical, but yeah. it's really freaking powerful. And I'd love to have a conversation um, yeah. with, with him. I Some of the... I don't know that I would have water or tea. Water or tea, okay. Um, with uh, Gandhi. Ah, uh huh, uh huh. Um, talk about passion, yeah, like compassion and love. Um, and who else? Those are good ones. Yeah, there are some others, like big players in the world that are doing really phenomenal things. So, what one of the things I really care about, like big picture, yeah, um, is creating and facilitating really crazy unlikely conversations between um, like stakeholders that mm-hmm. wouldn't ordinarily sit at the table. So there's a group out of DC called Convergence. that's like having a huge impact both within government and within the United States, yeah. reimagining our education system, but bringing together people that normally wouldn't sit together huh. to have those types of conversations. And so I really, for me, part of my premises is like part of what requires you to sit at the table is obviously loving and getting to know yourself mm-hmm. right and being willing because you will notice when you get triggered they've done a really wonderful job of creating this um open trusting space where yeah. you can be sitting across from somebody that you don't align with that you don't agree with and realize that just because you don't agree doesn't mean that you can't find things mm-hmm. where you are wholly aligned um and yeah so i am really that's a place that I'm diving into and I really mm, want awesome. to understand that space even more. Yeah. So there's some, so you would want to have someone, you would want to put people together in that space. In that space. Like those unlikely. Right. Like big picture, like bring together leaders of the world and create different types of conversations. That's on, amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's like, that's anyways. Yeah. Picture. But that's amazing. I love that. Um, okay. If there was an airplane right outside the building, where would you want it to take you? Ooh, I think this is because it's been on my mind recently. Two places. One is one of my favorite places in the world is outside of Victoria, Coachin Valley. Uh, um, it's freaking amazing, gorgeous. But the first thing that came up, that's like, that's the next trip yeah. that I'm planning and I really want to go. Um, but I want to go to Taiwan and Vietnam. I haven't mm, been there. Mm, I've heard amazing things. Yeah, so, so have I. Ugh. I 
so um, that's where we'll take you. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Um, what and it might be the one you said earlier. What's your favorite quote? I'm sure you, you can't. I can't pick just one. What is one of your all time favorite quotes that you try to really live by every day and think about as much as possible? I love the Carl Jung quote. Yeah. Um, I also in my practice, it is um, don't be judgmental. Be curious. I love that. I was talking about that with some, not that quote, but yeah. judge. I, I, I keep having this, exi- just maybe because my life's a little like, um, quote, unconventional right now with right. like living back and forth, whatever. And I feel like there's a way that people that I have friends that ask out of curiosity and genuine, like, I, I want, this is great. Tell me more. Yeah. And then that come, the way they ask just comes off completely judgmental. And it's interesting to see that. Well, and so not only that judgment shuts them down from learning more. Mm-hmm. Right? And I want nothing to do. Like, and I don't really you, want to talk about it. And then it doesn't facilitate a right, conversation. Right, right. right? It's not really a conversation. Right. It's more of a statement. And like for me, what I have found, which gets really hard, is when I've had really hard conversations, mm-hmm. either with somebody I'm working with. Yeah. And if I hear something that's triggering, right, instead of reacting, mm. getting curious. What do you mean by that? Yeah. That is some of the hardest work that I have ever done. That is it, like yeah. being really triggered in that moment, noticing that I'm triggered, taking a deep breath mm-hmm. and saying, okay, I'd like to hear more. Yes. And tell me about that. Really or, getting right, curious. Right, right. right. And sometimes it is what you think it is, mm-hmm. but you are getting more information. Mm-hmm. And then like you feel your amygdala coming, like going off and you're yeah. like pulling it down. She's like, that's not true. Right. You know? Right. But like something that I did had that impact and I'm some, like, I don't have to take full ownership over right. it, but I can look at what can I shift so that that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And sometimes it's not what I am hearing. Exactly. Like I'm hearing through a dirty lens through what somebody else said one other time and what they meant by it, mm-hmm. not necessarily what this person means by it. And it creates the space for a real conversation exactly. and for then being able to get to a resolution as opposed to my inadequacies and fears and all that shit exactly conversing with theirs which will just get us nowhere i love that be curious it's bottom line yeah i love that get curious get curious yeah um it's great okay before we fully fully wrap up where can everyone follow you and find you and hire you or talk to you or whatever (laughs) so yes i have an instagram account that needs more more attention um i'm on linkedin um just your name just, just my name. name yeah rachel tenenbaum spelled like the royal tenenbaums yeah um and my instagram account is i am underscore living underscore and my website is www.iamliving.us easy and you can reach me via phone at 404-840-2238 i love that you give you your might, number out. yeah you might send me a text um so that i actually pick up <laughs> so like it's not some like telemarketer right now there i'm getting so many calls me too um, it's like i put my phone on silent half the right. time because i can't so it's all i just either buttons. let it go to voicemail and i need to clear out my voice i know cash, I'm bad but if that. you send me a text that says hey i'd love to connect we can always set up yeah. a 15 minute call to say hey where are you at like i love what are you that. wanting and um see how i can support you i love that okay so everyone follow rachel at all i was going to repeat it back usually i do but i'm going to just put them in the show notes because yeah. I, I i know it's i am living.us <laughs> Um, But anyway, thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. I kind of want to have you back. We'll have to pick another topic to cover. Um, But thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, you can always follow me at Julie Lauren 14 on all the things. I think that's it. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.